I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is worth playing for the Survivor <laughs> podcast. It, it is one of three. Did I tell you there is, no. in fact, another one? Yeah. So Jeff says a lot of phrases. I know. Why is this the only one that two people have copied us on, incidentally? <laughs> they didn't copy us. We weren't well, on iTunes. We were iTunes. there first. We were there first, but they didn't know that. No, I know. So And both started this season? Yeah. Okay, so what's the third one? It's just, not a comedy one? No, it's just another Do they Survivor use the podcast. Survivor font too? No, they do. They kind of worked it into like the Survivor logo. That was what they Clever. did. So, but yeah, but look, this is the good one. We both know it. Um, Tyler's a veteran podcaster. I've been doing this 11 years. Yeah. That's a long time. What that have these guys been up to? Nothing graduating high school yeah walking around just being dumb i assume um well we don't have to put them down nah i'm putting them down now it's fine it's i i feel we don't bad. know them i'm sure they're perfectly fine i do people. feel bad for both of them now that ours has popped back up with the history experience and credentials yeah they're like oh my gosh tyler smith of battleship pretension i didn't know what i was getting myself into they're not going to say that but uh okay if he's the competition we should shut down exactly <laughs> Exactly. Let's start talking about the amazing race or something. Do um, it. Go for it. So, Phil doesn't say anything. No, he doesn't. But uh, I told <laughs> you about, so my Battleship Pretension host, uh, co-host, David. Yes. Uh, he's said that he and his wife wanted to do a, a, an amazing race podcast. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And they wanted to call it, uh, you got this, babe. Because that is something that is said <laughs> at least once an episode by people. A so, lot. Um, and it's like, oh, that's fun. And that's one where like you don't realize it until someone calls attention to it. But yeah, you hear it all the time. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but anyway. Okay. So uh, this episode uh, could wind up being kind of short because we don't have a whole lot to talk about. Just one challenge again. One challenge. Why can't they even just give the pillows to the losers? You know? <laughs> like as a consolation prize? Yes. You get double advantage by winning. Yeah, it's that's a true. Snooze. First of all, this whole episode was a snooze. I thought it was interesting. I didn't think it was going to end the way it did. Um, I did. I thought it was going to be closer than, you know, yes. nine to one. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, though. I feel like once other people saw the writing on the wall. Sure. Like Mike was like, no, God, yeah. vote I'm not going to be the one person that uh, is holding out. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we always start at the end? Let's start at the beginning. Well, because the end, I, so much of Except what Survivor is, is like who got voted out. And that's the I big, so. that's the big thing. Did you know on the way, I'm sure I've mentioned this in private before, but early on, if you wanted to watch it online, they had every face of every um, survivor up there, mm -hmm. like the whole cast. Yeah. And there would be an X over their face yeah. once they got voted out. So when I would go online, I'd have to like log in and scroll, scroll, scroll really quickly. Yeah, yeah it's been interesting uh, just in the 10 years that I've been watching Survivor. It's been interesting to see CBS slowly, very slowly, but Figure surely understand out. how people use the internet. Because I, because while they had, at the time that you're talking about, while they featured episodes, they also had a lot of extra content. Yeah. And I think they assumed people were only going on there for the extra content. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, well, they're going, they, obviously they already Netflix. know. It's pre-Netflix. It's pre-watching like yeah. your TV shows not on yeah. TV. Yeah. 
So it's, uh, but that was very frustrating. Yes. I don't know. Have it as the footer, not the header. Yeah. It's, but it was, it was all about who got voted out. I don't think mm-hmm. that's the focus anymore. Oh, well, it absolutely is. I mean, uh, well, what do you think the focus is? The gameplay. Right. The during the, the to meat. Fi- to figure out who's going to get voted out. The meat of the episode. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Not like the jello at the end. <laughs> that's, okay. That's interesting. Uh, that's not. But the gameplay, the whole point is, you know, hey, you should keep me around instead of voting me off. I do think it becomes I don't more. I think that's the whole point. <laughs> Uh, sorry everybody I'm a little bit punchy so everything Jen is saying is is funny to me Um, but uh, yeah Jell-O is a bad dessert just in general right like we all agree you're never gonna be Jell-O from my best friend's wedding she's like you're creme brulee and I'm Jell-O and sometimes people just want Jell-O and Cameron Diaz is like I could be Jell-O and Julia Roberts is like, you're never going to be Jello. Okay, I see. I've never seen the film. Oh. I don't think I would enjoy it. I might. Do you think I would like it? As a film critic, I don't think you get to make that call before seeing it. I think you need to see it. And then you can say, yeah, I didn't like it. For the record. First of all, it takes place in Chicago. So okay. watch it. There's a difference between, I didn't say, I don't think it's a good movie. I said, I don't think I'm going to like it. That has Mm -hmm. to do with me knowing who I am as a film watcher. But you don't get to talk about it until you watch it. I didn't say, I was, what I was saying is, I don't think I would like it. I was talking about me, not the movie. It's two hours, you know, it's two two hours. It's two hours. You can't get back. It's why, it's why I, I don't even think you get to say I don't think I'd like it until you watch it. No, I absolutely get to. It just, I can't let that inform whether I see something or not. Um, yeah. There are plenty of movies that I. This is did. a whole other movie discussion. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, there are like disturbing content or gore or like I showed my team the trailer for Swiss Army Man the other day. Yeah. And they were like, no, I could never see that. I'm like, no, it's so whimsical and Why delightful. Could- like I cannot think? watch a dead man for a whole movie. Oh, sure you can. Oh, it's so delightful, also, you he's guys. Not, I mean, he's not dead. I mean, the character is dead, but it's not as he's though he's dead, acting dead. But, right. You know, he he's talking. Dead. Yeah, but he's talking. He does that great eye thing. Yeah, it's it's a really good performance by Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, Paul Dano, made by the Daniels. Just all the Dans. And some really interesting musical choices as well. Uh, I don't mind saying that was it was a nothing to do with what I said. It was a well, it does because the the music is provided by Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. Yes. I'm just talking about the movie. Repeat. What? They're all four Dan's. No, I I got that. (laughs) You didn't. You just plowed right over it. Uh, Well, no, I got it. I just thought like, okay, I guess that's, I'm ta- I'm recommending the movie and it gives me the opportunity to say that, uh, Swiss Army Man was a BP nominee for best original score. But anyway, um, 
so that this episode was a snooze the conversation the conversation i was gonna say the conversation we're having should give you an idea (laughs) of what this episode of survivor was and it's not it wasn't a bad episode there were some interesting social things here and there but it's more just it felt like it was more of a setup episode than any kind of payoff yeah um so let's go through it yeah so uh we come back jessica talking about daniels what the Daniels come back from tribal. Are there Daniels? No, the Davids. The Davids. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they come back. Jessica has been voted off. And there was a really interesting moment. And, it, of course, this should have occurred to me earlier. But Carl is is oh, kind of man. teary. And it's not just that he was blindsided no. and it's not just that a member of his alliance got voted out. It's that this was someone he got along with. And I, I don't think, think any of us can fully comprehend what it's like to be completely stripped right. of all technology yeah. and all familiar faces. Right. Like, I think it's something we take for granted. Like, even the girl I didn't like in grade school would be like my biggest ally out there because I just know her. But that's the thing is you, you, a lot of, a lot of the time out there, people seize on whatever they might have in common, even if that doesn't mean that they have an, an actual personal connection. Yeah. It's actually very rare for people. I mean, it's probably not that rare, but for, a real connection and friendship and a real relationship to blossom. I don't think that's rare at all. They're all friends with each other. I think they are by the end. First of all, they all have PTSD from just being on the show. Right. But also, but I just feel like your friendships do form because there's nothing else to do. Right. And it's just, and I think it's just, uh, but I do think that there are people that are able to work with one another, but also sort of, allow each other to forget the gameplay part of it and just enjoy each other's company. And it's something that I don't think about very often is that when somebody in your alliance, we aren't shown that part. Right. Very often anyway. Yeah. Because you know, the the gameplay is the steak. Um, right. It's the meat. It's the meat. Um, but it's just not a thing I think about very often that when someone's, when the member of somebody's alliance is voted out, it's not merely, oh, this really puts my game back or, oh, I was taken by surprise. It could also be, oh, I really got along with that person and now... Right, there is safe space. Yeah. And so I feel like it's something that I forgot about. And in that moment, I was reminded that, no, no, this this person's friend got voted out and now they have to try to figure out, okay, well now who am I going to hang out with and talk to and connect with? Yeah. Cause I don't even think it was like, ah, oh, shucks. That's a bummer. Like Mike right. maybe feels about Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, he might feel a little worse than that, but I mean, Carl really was like, she was like my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so it, it was an interesting way to start the episode. Um, and then we got a little bit here and there. We got John. Um, I thought it was a nice moment where he talked about, you know, when you see the way he looks and you see the way he talks about himself, you kind of feel like this guy's going to be insufferable. But when he talks about just, yeah, I'm not any of that out yeah. here. I'm mm-hmm. just me and I need to figure out who that is. And it's kind of a relief. It's, 
it was it was nice. It's he's very not endearing. Yeah, he's not the the ego maniac I thought he was going to be. Right. Um. But uh, but he did want he he said again he wants to keep Natalie around, and I have a theory he about trusts that. Trusts her. Yes. Why? All right. So it'd be logical if he said she's clearly a goat. I'm going to keep her around, right. but he's not. I think. Okay. So in the movie, Jackie Brown, there is a line that I love, which is um, Samuel Jackson is talking about Bridget Fonda's character who has shown she can't be trusted. And he said, I can't really trust Melanie, but I can always trust Melanie to be Melanie, which is okay. Natalie is not going to trick you. She is not going to fool you. She, she can't help. She's predictable. And you can trust predictability. I don't. I disagree. I think this is a bad move. First of all, you're alienating yourself from a whole tribe of people who hate her. Sure. Also, I see her slightly similarly to... Um, Abby? No. Sandra? We're going to cut all this out and I'm just going to say the name. Okay. The guy that outs like Reed's plan, like stick to the plan. Oh, Keith. Keith. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't help but be himself either, but he was too stupid to play the game. Well, I'm not saying it's a a good move, but I think, I think that's what he's thinking is that, well, I I always know she's going to do. People are lying and people are manipulative. You know, what yeah. she's about. You know what she's about, but the problem is that I there think she, she can, she can like blow up your spot if she feels insulted either by you or really by anybody. Yes. It's like Keith with an Abby streak. Ugh. Who wants to play with that? Yeah. John does, I guess. And I can't, you have to be a master at yeah. reining that person in. Like when Rob won, he ran around that island quite yeah. literally constantly yeah just in, brainwashing everyone in retrospect that was not a fun season to watch just because you just saw one person control everybody but you also saw that oh, he was just fascinating he was working so hard he wasn't having any fun with it like he wasn't there to have fun that's what he did the first time uh, right well the first several times um i'm just saying the Second time, he like got a wife and a million dollars. So like, not a bad gig. Yeah. So by the time you're there, the f- what? The fourth. It was time? his fourth time. So he's like, all right, like, enough. I'm here to get this shit done. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, okay. So we don't quite understand John's motives. We like him. He's interesting as a character. I do wonder. I mean, he's a real person, but I mean, just like his character development. Uh, right. I do wonder though, maybe he is constantly talking about her as a goat, but they, they don't sh- they tend not to show us that. Exactly. And he could be constantly managing her and yeah. we're not sh- being shown that either right now because they haven't lost until today. Right. Um, and sure enough, we saw a lot of Natalie and we didn't see him trying to manage her, but her at all. Yeah. So who knows? I don't get it. Um, but that's the thing but is, he is, if, they're both on the outs, right? Of this, or is he one of the six? He's one of the six. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't think that six means much. I don't uh, Especially since there's a tribe swap coming. Um, and 
I'm interested to see how that's I'm frustrated work by out. tribe swaps so early on. Yeah, like it's not it's like... It's a trend and I don't like it. I feel like give it five episodes, but this is episode four It'll that it's going to happen. Sometimes they've done it on three, which is way too early. If one tribe is being but, just slaughtered, yes. And this is what I was realizing about Blood versus Water when Reed's tribe just kept winning is that it's really hard to do a swap because you don't want them to start playing with their partner early on. Right. So you have to figure that out. But the Davids won. And so give them one more episode to see if the win again, the, right. it would be even, but are they afraid there'd be another episode like this one, which is a snooze? Maybe it's, you know why it's a snooze though? Give them a reward challenge. Make them do more. That's that's the thing is like when you only have one challenge yeah. and sometimes sometimes a vote happens based on somebody's performance in a challenge. Yeah. Like if you have two challenges, it gives you something more to base your opinion on. Gives them more to talk about. Gives us more to watch. Yeah. I'm sick of all the talking. And it can be a situation where. Do you think it's if, if you lose a reward challenge, that can be a really good motivator to win the, the I know. immunity. And it gives you options of who you sit out. Yeah, that's true. Do you think it's because of all the rain? Um, you think Jeff just doesn't want to get wet? <laughs> uh, that's a possibility. I honestly think it has to do with, I think they look at the cast and I think they see some good dynamics and I think they realize... It's better TV to just give that yeah. fodder some screen time. Like you and I might argue about, well, is it about who gets voted out or is it about the gameplay? Well, one thing it is certainly not about very much anymore is survival and challenges. Now when they're given pillows and tarps for no reason. Well, because it was a... They both got tarps. It was a cyclone. No, too, too bad. <laughs> well, they need to have a show. They still need... They need everyone to stay. I, mean, I know, but it was kind of like you've been stranded on a deserted island, and now it's not that at all. Yeah, it's not that anymore. Now you're boated to your challenge. Yeah. You're boated? Transported? Well, like you're driven. Some yeah. of the seasons they're driven to their challenges. You're sailed to your challenge? It's not a sailboat. No, I know. You are boated. That sounds wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. And we can, we can, uh, you know, bemoan what Survivor has become, but that is part of it now. It's, I think people, yeah. the, the, the gameplay and the strategy is, is I'd say easily 65 to 70% of why people watch the show. True. Um, sadly. I mean, it's important and it should yeah. be there. I just don't think it deserves the screen time that it's getting, especially yeah. so early. I think it deserves the screen time when you have players that are good at it because then it's entertaining. Well, these guys are good at it. Do you think they are? I think the Davids are quite interesting. They threw Gabby under the bus. Yes, that's true. Um, what is the Mason Dixon line? 
What is it? I forget. Well, it doesn't work for what they're doing. No. <laughs> I'm like, is this, this like a slavery racist issue that they're now referencing? I don't think it's that. It's I, I believe it? the Mason Dixon line is the the thing that separated like the Confederate from the yeah, the Union. Exactly. So So whoever's being called, which which is the Confederate side, Mason or Dixon? Uh Dixon, if I had to guess, yeah. but I don't actually So know. I don't want to be that guy. Well, he's the, the, but that's the thing is the whole idea is like this, if I'm this it, New Yorker, or yeah. this, this yank is working with this Southerner. If I'm, I, I worry that I'm painting with a broad brush, but it, I have noticed that if you are a certain type of Southerner, obviously the concept of slavery is horrible, but the idea of the Confederacy, I mean, that that's is, and the idea of like having a pride in being a southerner uh that doesn't really go away i mean there is uh, where where is uh oh shoot what is the guy's name mason it's not alec that's the other guy what it's christian christian and nick nick okay yeah uh nick i believe is from south carolina correct i thought he was from kentucky Oh, maybe he is. I don't remember. But anyway, but yeah, I don't think he would have a problem with being called being the Dixon part of Mason Dixon if I've got those right. But mm, and people I don't just, think you spend enough time in the South. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Like the deep South. Well, that's true enough. But at the same time, <laughs> like there are people who genuinely still fly Confederate flags. Yeah. Oh, no question about it. That's and what I was going to say. Is like standing citizens who are Southerners who serve tea and write thank you notes and have a Southern drawl. Like there are many kinds of Southerners. There are. Yes. And being proud to be a Southerner has nothing to do with the Confederacy. True. But for some people, it might. And it's I don't not- want to be associated with those people is my point. Well, I don't, again, like we're looking at it in a very specific kind of way. It's, you can look at Robert E. Lee as an amazing general without recogn, without, like you can say that objectively and not be pro-slavery, you know? Um, And so I think there are some people that are able to make that differentiation, um, which is why the, and there's a big debate going on right now about like tearing down like certain monuments in the South to to people like Robert E. Lee and that sort of thing. It's like, well, they fought for slavery. It's like, "Ah, officially, I guess that's true, but it's more just, they fought for their state. They fought for their way of life because they didn't like the being told what to do. And exactly. Again, and, and it's and like convenient for northerners to say, oh, we shouldn't have slavery anymore when their entire industry isn't based on that. Right. And so, uh, p- listeners, please don't think that we are arguing in favor of slavery, but I do think it's, no, it's, but it's just, it's a larger issue yeah. and it's a terrible birth defect basically that this country was born with. Yeah. Also, I feel like Nick just is going to go with whatever, you know, he likes to name <laughs> He's things. He's the one that wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think he saw that, hey, Christian wants to like have a, a solid alliance with me. And so we got to come up with something fast. And we called it. I'm, I'm pivoting. Okay. We called that Christian and John might like get along and work well together when he was just yeah. thinks John is so endearing and wants to yeah. know more about him. He wants to know so about Slamtown. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. 
but I do think that like Nick and Christian is not an alliance I saw coming. No. Uh, and then, but they, I think they're, I think, I think they're last. good. Like they Even compared they themselves to JT and Steven. One of them did, but to, I mean, we don't have any way of knowing, did they say that to each other or just in a confessional? Right. Either but I way. Think it's, I think it's an apt comparison though. Cause yeah. Jonathan reminds me of Steven a lot. Not, did no, I say no, no. Jonathan? Yeah. Who's no. Jonathan? Well, John is the wrestler. Oh, that's okay. I must, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Christian reminds like me Steven. of Steven. Um, yeah, it's, uh, but, but Nick is not JT. He's not JT, but there is a charm to him. Like JT, nobody, nobody suspected him. Oh, um, whereas Nick, I think he is. I don't think there's a target on his back anymore. I think he's friendly and I think people like having him around. Um, and the people that called him lazy, well, they're on the outs now. <laughs> and so Man. I think he can, I think he can it's get a, himself in with people pretty solid. It's a good tribe when you feel bad for the people who got blindsided and they're yeah. the cool kids of yeah. the tribe. They're still nerds. You know, Carl cried. Yeah. It sucks. Huh. But, uh, and then, uh, we found out, I, I don't know if it started with this episode, but I guess that guy's name is Davey. Yes. And not, not David. David. Whoops. Yeah. I could have sworn, like, I feel like this is the first time I heard that, but maybe I just, well, with the word David being thrown around, maybe I just right. associated it with that. Well, and maybe he adapted because he, you know, I wouldn't want to be on the Jenny tribe. That's true. You'd be the captain of that tribe, though, obviously. Well, I'm a natural born leader. It might get me voted out early. Oh, yeah. You, you, they target you very fast. Yeah. So, do you, listeners, I'm an I N T J slash or dash T. What? <laughs> I think it's introverted, you know, like that test, that yeah. personality test. Yeah. Anyway. I'm like very, very few women are this combination. Yeah. Which makes sense why I don't get along or haven't gotten along with women historically in my life. Michelle Obama is. Oh, all right. Just to let you know. Yeah. I do think that, uh, I mean, it's very common when the point whenever is, somebody would hate me and I would get voted out. Yes. But what would suck is that if people are talking about your tribe, you hear your name in every direction. Sure. And you think people are talking about you. So I would change it That's right true. quick. Um, so, uh, I do want to talk very briefly about Jeremy versus Natalie before okay. we, before we Let's end. Do it. Um, because Natalie is not self-aware. No, neither is Jeremy. But I think he had a better, I think he was better able to be self-aware, but he got so focused on her and he knew, and it was accurate knowledge. He knew that people didn't like her. He got focused on himself. He called a team meeting. Right. Like he, it's, it's more unforgivable for him because he has the capacity for self-awareness and then just doesn't then just doesn't. I think there's a way, there's a way to have that meeting. No, there's not. You're literally calling everyone on survivor together no, 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 and no. saying, don't play survivor guys. No, what you're saying is 
that yeah you don't say that you don't say i see you guys sw-, you know going off you don't say that also all their conversations were about peanut butter and stuff it literally right. had nothing well but it's anytime if you slip off with another person and talk peanut butter like you have to know that people are going to assume the worst of you but the point is um okay what do you do instead you say hey guys i think there's probably a swap coming up and I feel like, you know, I really like us. I think this is working well. You don't so have like, a team meeting, though. You say you go off one by one and say that and take people's temperatures. I guess there is that. Like No it's, one has ever done well calling a team meeting. Oh, that's not true. It's happened. Uh, it's done very well. Like if somebody is trying to apologize for something <laughs> and sometimes it goes over very, very well. And then you get a confessional, someone else going... They're trying to get ahead by making an apology. Yeah, but then that, but that often, it often works. The thing is, you're never allowed to have a reaction that is truthful to someone saying something to the group at large. Yeah. And I do think Mike was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're all in agreement with you, I think. Right. I think we should all stick together. Absolutely. And I was thinking that. And I do think that. I think there's like, it's one of those things I often feel like if you are forced, if somebody is somehow forcing you to have this team meeting, how do you do it? Like, how do you keep it from being as bad as it can be? But that's the thing is, it's also hard not to be seen as a leader if you're going to initiate. You're either desperate. Yeah. Or you're overbearing. Yeah. Neither of those things are good. If you want to form real relationships with people, you say it one at a time yeah. to people and hope that they believe you. Yeah. I because think then you can be quiet, demure, honest, and humble. Yeah. Meek about it. I think with Jeremy, I think an argument could be made, and this is something that happens usually once a season. He was playing too hard, too fast, and in doing so was blinded to something. Well, and, uh, literally blindsided. His own paranoia. Yeah, because I mean, he went looking for the idol in in what's his name, ja- name's Dan. jacket, Dan's jacket. Ha. Yeah, there is. There's one. Um, he told other people about it, and he said, "I think we got to get them out." And just and then he's paying attention to other people, and he says, "No, no, we got to corral everyone." Like he's he was working so hard that he failed to realize like people are noticing that you're working hard. And now, and now you have Natalie, who admittedly is not the most convincing person, but you now have somebody who has made an enemy out of you, specifically. Yeah. Like, it's just... We've seen people work that hard that fast, and it does well, but it's very rare. This is why it's a snooze, because they're both going home, you know? Like, half yeah. the tribe wanted to vote for her for quite... A, a good chunk of the episode and they yeah. just acquiesced and like, well, first him, fine, whatever, you know, yeah. that I, I don't care. I don't care about her gameplay either. Cause she's going, she's not going to yeah. last. And I think that's the thing is I was bummed because I thought if he had just played it a little bit less aggressive, he could have gone for a while, I think. Oh, but definitely. I think it just got to him. Um, but yeah, what I and was going to write this get a, a quiet, good reminder like Mike did of like, oops, went to go look for the idol, right. got a pull back. And yeah. now we haven't seen action from Mike since, which yeah. is good. He yeah. never got that warning shot. And that's the thing. Like when we think of, do you remember what was his name? D- uh, David Wright. Um, the, he was a, a writer. He's the one that says, oh, this looks involved. You remember that guy from... Millennials versus Gen X. 
he made it very far but he was playing super aggressive early on and i think somebody confronted him yeah and he said okay i better back off i better back off and he was still playing hard but in a very different way right and right it, and i he, mean jeremy self-eliminated yeah very yeah and natalie has already basically yeah and unless I think, she swaps and the nerds embrace her maybe i don't i don't think know so. they're meek sensitive people yeah i i don't think you know when you when you see how tribal eventually went and who got voted out it's like a therapy session yeah, everybody is talking about what Natalie's doing wrong. And that could, if she had been voted out, it's like, okay, everyone's just complaining about her before she leaves. But when you realize that they're not going to vote for her, then it's like, it's them basically saying, hey, we're keeping you around. Shape up. Yeah. You know? It, right. It's only going to take a group of people to realize she's a good goat. Yeah. For her to get anywhere in this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think she's long she's for the game. She's never going to win. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, she's like, that's why she's like an Abby. That's just like, yeah, you're a waste of space. So what I wrote here, that's the last thing I wrote in my notes here okay. is the downside of the vote is that Natalie is going to be so smug and think that she accomplished this on her own. I don't think she, I think she probably thought, look what I have done. I swung the vote over to Jeremy. Yeah. I don't think she realized that this was a mercy situation and I don't think it's going to change her attitude at all. I don't see that as a downsize. It's downside. I see her as a mosquito. We need to swat away. Like she's not even worth a downside. It's, it's a downside insofar as I'm going to, I have to see her for another episode yeah. and it, this is not going to be the humbling of Natalie and yeah. she becomes a good player. This is going to be, she's going to strut around like she did something amazing. Um, and maybe she'll prove I me wrong, do but I don't think so. Here in in tribal, though, her saying, "You guys all have excellent points, and yeah. thank you for saying it nicely." Because Jeremy's being a dick when he's telling right. me, so I'm not giving him the time of day. So maybe she really is taking it to heart. Maybe uh, it remains to be seen, and maybe it still goes back to his comment, though. That like, she's been married for 24 years, yeah. and no one else has made her change. Yeah. She's not going to do it in 24 days. Right. And she's clearly, I, I imagine she's a very successful CEO. And so I feel like just life has said, no, you just keep doing this and it will work out for you. I just want to see a study on like very kind leading, leading the pack. Well, here for you, yeah. heartfelt CEOs and ones that run very successful businesses based on a trembling fearful pack of followers. Yeah. I know in the film world, there are directors that are, are complete right. assholes and have made some amazing movies. And then there are people like Steven Spielberg, who I don't know if anybody, if any film person would ever say he's as good as Alfred Hitchcock, but he certainly has made as many notable films, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, it's well, and what's your point? Is he a delight to work with? Is he, he's like a, he's, great to work with, you know, but at the same time, apparently one of the best directors to work with is Ron Howard, who is a good director, but, but may has, has maybe what, but scary. No. Oh, the other, what the I'm other saying side. is that he's a fine director, but he hasn't made a lot of masterpieces, <clears throat> you know? Right. He's not in this study. What I'm saying is I want to do a study of the directors who scream at you. Mm -hmm. And a study of the directors who are like Sofia Coppola, who are like, whenever you're ready, go. Sure. 
See, and I, I go the other way. I want to look at what are the best movies ever made and what was the temperament of the people that made them? That's what I was saying. You said it better. Okay. Um, because yeah, because she's not a good example either. Cause we, right. We want to, we want to take, that's what I'm saying by the best CEOs, you know, like people are, I think afraid of Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, probably. I just listened to this podcast. Um, Radical Candor. Oh, yeah. And it's by two people who work in Silicon Valley Mm -hmm. and have worked at Google, you know, among other places, and just have learned from trying and failing as as managers of other people as well, but also by watching their CEOs. That, like, there's only so far that yelling at people gets you. And it can get you really far. Yeah. So you're miss informed that it will, no. it will make you win. And something that, uh, was often the case with Orson Welles is a number of, like he would, he was very blustery and he would yell at people and stuff. The number, like it's documented the number of times that people would yell back at him and say, it is a good thing. You're a genius. <laughs> and this is an amazing movie. Like that's the thing is yeah, having talent makes it okay. It sometimes makes it kind of okay to be this way. Like I remember going back to survivor, just the more genius like and talented you are, the more you just have a propensity to behave that way. Cause you don't have social skills. I think it's, I think it's that, I think you just, you are uniquely, you have a unique vision and you know how you only know one way to get there and people are either helping or they're in the way. And if that they're in the way like attachment style problem, not well, a genius level. I imagine the attachment style probably comes Lens, with that. Leads, yeah. But, but that's the thing is looking so, at it, I would say. So people who are raised in a really <laughs> healthy environment don't ever reach their full potential because they weren't screwed up as children. That's my view. <laughs> I am joking uh, there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, painting with a broad brush. Um, but that's the thing is. You know, Confederates. I'm trying to think of some ugh. healthily raised children. We're just making broad generalizations. I'm going to bring it back to survivor. Right. I'm bringing it back to survivor. Okay. Um, but along these lines, when we think of who are the best players? survivor players, they usually would fall into the villains tribe. Um, Parvati, Sandra. Rob, Sandra, Russell, uh, with a couple of exceptions here and there, Richard, a um, mm. couple of exceptions here and there. And that's the thing is. Okay, yeah. Who are winners that are heroes? Tina. That was so early on that she right. didn't even. And I don't think I would qualify JT either because when we've seen him since then, yeah. he's not been that great. And you come to realize just how effective, how effective Steven was with him. Yeah. But I do think he belongs on the hero tribe. Oh, no question about it. And then he did terrible on the hero tribe and then they brought him back again and he did terrible again. So like when, again, we're talking about like the best players, he he played a really great season. Um, Who are other winners that are some of the best that are heroes? I don't, uh, Jeremy, I think was a very, very good winner. And I think he was pretty, he was likable and liked, um, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he was strategic and that's the thing is somebody like Russell, 
he's he is i think like he's the orson wells of uh yes. of survivor and yeah. that he had a very he realized okay i'm up against it uh there's one clear path to the end yeah and i think it's because he was focused on his goal and just was not able to make uh relate you know form good relationships rob i think was able to do it i think was poverty was too um but yeah, so I think the the absolute best ones would qualify as villains, but still could find a way to be likable or charming or or whatever. So that even when they're stabbing you in the back, you're kind of enjoying it. Um, right. Because I think in real life, <clears throat> you know, Rob or Parvati or JT, they're all, they're all very kind people. Yeah. And it's... I, I don't like the idea and I've heard people say it before. It's like, Oh, you know, you watch someone on survivor kind of makes you wonder who they are in real life. Like no, uh, you, no, no. In real life where they're well fed and they have, uh, pl- they get plenty of sleep deprived. yeah, and they have an actual shelter and they're, they're surrounded they're, by loved ones. Yeah. Like it's, it's different. You know, I don't, and I don't objective isn't to manipulate right. people. Like you literally can't get through this game without lying. Yeah, that's true. It's, I think that's pretty definitively true at this point, right? Like there was a debate probably oh, about yeah. 10 years ago, whether you can play just a straight game all the way through. No, I what don't if think someone you walked you into the woods and said, I think we should vote for this person, but their name was really on the chopping block right. and you just went out and said, no, we're voting for you. Yeah. Some people have tried it and yeah, uh, maybe it worked in the first four or five seasons, but, but you it, blow up the game for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, uh, I'm in, I'm interested to see, uh, based on what we've been talking about, I don't, I can't think of a lot of super cutthroat players yet in the current season. In, oh, in this season, I think Natalia is mm. going to be. Yeah. Cause she whipped that tribe. But no, she was going for Natalie, wasn't she? Right. It was the other one, Angeline. Angelina? Angelina? Or is it Angeline? I don't remember. Angelina is not a thing. Nobody's called that. I'm pretty sure that crazy billboard that was in Los Angeles when we first moved here. It <laughs> so was, 12 years ago? Sure. But on this season of Survivor? These, these days, no. nobody goes by Angeline. Probably because of that billboard. But, um, but yeah, so... But I do think Natalia, really, I think she's a smart player too, because she really wanted to go for Natalie, but she realized, realized I'm not going to be in the minority. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think she's going to be a villain. She's a lawyer. She talked about like when people wanted, people will do what I'm telling them to do. Yeah. And not in a cute Mason Dixon line kind of way in a really conniving, yeah. I'm going to get my way kind of way. Do you think, I mean, this, this season, I mean, when you say David and Goliath, I think I mentioned this the first episode, when you say David and Goliath, mm-hmm. eh, you're essentially talking heroes and villains. I think, I, I think the Goliaths probably see yeah. themselves as villains. Yeah, you're right. You know? It's just a different packaging. Yeah, it's it's something that because I they've like. They've taken on those personas. It's something I like and in. don't like about these the the branding, like whether it be like 
David versus Goliath or, you know, uh, blue collar, white collar, no collar. Like you're so defined, you, you come to be defined by this designation, even if it's arbitrary. And even when it doesn't work. Yeah. Or it isn't, doesn't exist like young and old. Like Sari was put on the old tribe when she was 32. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Isn't it fun to realize that if they did that, you and I would be firmly on the old tribe. Well, yeah, we absolutely would. Yeah. Anyone over 35 is old. Yeah. That's depressing. I remember uh, Rob Sesternino did a breakdown of survivor winners and uh, as far as age. Yeah. And gender, it's pretty much half and half. Okay. As far as age. Well, no, it's, it's not going to be. It's mostly people in their 30s. Like super old tends not to make it all the way to the end. No. And young tends to burn out. Th- he said, like, it seems that when you're in your 30s, by that time... You figured yourself out. Yeah. And you're not quite as impulsive, but yeah. you still have physical strength and speed yeah. and that kind of thing. So it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, you and I... Uh, Who's the youngest winner? I think it's... I think it's still Fabio, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was very young. 24? He was like 20... No, I think he was like 21. So, and then Bob's the oldest. Bob is still the oldest. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think that could happen again. It could. Bob. It's possible. I don't know. That, that was nope. a weird season. Like it was, it was really just kind of, there were a lot of really negative people and they all just targeted each other and he just kind of kept walking along and I, he is considered the worst winner. Oh, he's delightful. He's delightful, but, but he, he didn't, didn't really do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how much terrain factored into that because it was Africa in a situation where their camp was built for them because they were in such a dangerous place. Yeah. And they saw an elephant. You remember? Yes. That was kind of amazing. It would be nice if they went back to a place like that. It is amazing. But having watched all these Insta stories of all these people that I follow, Mm -hmm. elephants are scary. I feel like they, yeah, they probably would be. I mean, they could kill you very mm-hmm. easily. Or I just watched one where a rhino charged the car. Ugh. I've never seen a rhino move that fast. Oh, yeah. They're terrifying, as are hippos. Oh, yeah. And hippos are, on top of everything else, just incredibly ill-tempered. Right. Like rhinos and elephants, they just kind of want you to leave them alone, whereas right. hippos will go for you. Yeah. So, okay. Giraffes don't. Nope. Neither do lions, actually. <laughs> All right. Let's do every <laughs> let's do every animal. <laughs> I saw us heading down a path. It's like, okay, there's there has to be an end point here, and I think I'm gonna call it. Um so yeah, I'm excited to see the tribe swap just because I think it'll it'll definitely shake things up and but at the no same time No one is gonna listen to us. They're gonna listen to the other two after this episode. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We make no sense. You guys, it was a transitional episode. Yeah. We'll be better next week. Also, just timing wise. I'm very tired. The latest we'll get it out is Friday. Wednesday nights are sometimes hard for us. And Tyler records Thursday nights. So don't be scared. We're not going anywhere. We're just doing it on Fridays. That's right. Yes. That is something that has occurred to me is that like, uh, 
like I was worried yesterday. Also gives yesterday. you ample opportunity to watch the episode. I know people exactly. who regularly watch it on Thursdays. Exactly. That's that why way we, we won't spoil anything. Yeah, that's why we do this this way. <laughs> We're doing um, it for you guys. Exactly. But anyway. All right. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, you're welcome to comment uh, on this post at battleshippretension.com. No one has told me yet who Christian is. Oh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Somebody got close. Somebody said that his a young a young Stephen Tobolowsky, and that's really close. I've seen images of young Stephen Tobolowsky, and it's it's While dead I don't on. But it didn't it disagree didn't, with that person. It is not who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um. Okay, but yeah. So you're welcome to uh, to try that. You get you get your free. Uh, $25 Amazon gift card if you yep. get it right, but only if you get it right. And we will say if you do or don't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you everybody for listening. As for the rest of you, got nothing for you. Grab your stuff, head back to camp. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 